the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. But there's one story that nobody's talking about that we mentioned last week that I think is important to mention again. I want to give you a quote. Guess who said this? I'm very much against guns. And if it can be organized on a large scale, I wouldn't be opposed to taking them all away. You're right. Henry Kissinger. <laughs> Henry <laughs> Kissinger. It's an interesting impression. There. Yeah. Spooky dude. Spooky dude. George Soros. Mm-hmm. I'm very much against guns. And if it can be organized on a large enough scale, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Meaning taking away all the guns. Now, we found out yesterday that Remington, the gunmaker, has officially filed for bankruptcy protection. But there's a lot of things going on with that. And one of those things is people have stopped buying guns. There was this huge run on guns at the very end of the Bush administration, and it went through all the way for the last eight years. Well, these gun companies, they all geared up to make all kinds of guns. Everybody's buying guns, and it's going to last forever. And then Trump comes in and there was like, whew, well, we don't have to worry about our guns being taken away. Crickets. The gun stores are hearing crickets, even at this time. Can you imagine if Hillary Clinton were in office and this debate was going on? How many guns? You wouldn't be. I'd still be standing in line the day after the <laughs> Parkland shooting. I'd still today be standing in line at Cabela's. But because people think that Donald Trump is in. This is not going to happen. People are not buying guns. And so gun sales are way, way down. Well, Remington is the first one to go into for, for bankruptcy protection. But there's something else that happened. How realistic is it, Stu, that we will sign away our Second Amendment rights? How realistic is it that we will without it without a civil war? How realistic? What would it take to get America state by state to repeal the Second Amendment? I mean, incredible amounts of emotion driven by incredible amount of tragedy that we can't even imagine at this point. I mean, nothing, nothing even close to what we're dealing with now. And I don't I still think it would be incredibly difficult. And certainly I don't think you could avoid in this country a civil war if you were to take try to go house to house and take people's guns away that would not be pretty and it's not doable i agree with you repealing the second amendment does not mean all the guns are off the street people i think a lot of times are like oh well that's all you'd have to do no it's still 320 330 million of them out there and many would not be turned in day one i don't what do you think is the way is that i would phrase that now luckily you've already turned yours into the military so you don't have to worry about no, that. that was Pat. I, mine were just lost. I don't know. Where. I don't think you want to talk about your guns being lost. Like it doesn't seem better than the alternative. Well, they weren't lost, lost. They, oh, were, okay. they were lost. You melted them. Did the you melt them down? Military. You lost them. And, and then I, no, I melted them. Anyway, let's not <laughs> focus on that. I just don't have them anymore. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> None of them. None of the them. The entire collection. Entire collection. Because you spent a long time acquiring, yeah. uh, you, you know, mm-hmm. antique weapons. Mm. Darn uh, it. Uh, many useful weapons. Darn it. Nope. And then all of them you, you yeah. either even, melted or even gave the, to the military. Even the that we got in Disneyland years ago. Yeah. Gone. And again, they were. Damn either- those kids. 
Did you melt them on the way to giving them to the military? How did that happen? I don't know, but I've been calling for the mystery van to come and see if they can figure it out. <laughs> I have no idea. It may have been ghosts. I don't know. Let's not get into it any deeper than this. So we know that it's not reasonable to go for the Second Amendment, right? That's where progressives come in. What's the idea of progressives? Well, what you do, Glenn, mm-hmm. is you just take little steps. Little reasonable. Steps. Let, let me just call them common sense steps. To just, right. uh, just, let's say, infringe slightly on your, let's say, right to bear sense. arms. Right. In a common so we, sense So fashion. we just take it little by little. And then Cass Sunstein, he would suggest, what do you do with the people then? You nudge, nudge them. them. Right? Mm-hmm. A little nudge. I'm going to show you a pretty large nudge that no one is talking about. And you get two more of these nudges, and I don't think you have to worry about the Second Amendment. I don't think you have to worry about it. I mean, if you're a progressive, if you're you, yeah, you're going to have to worry about it. Two nudges is all it's going to take. They've already done one. Three, and we're out. Because there was a time I would say absolutely no chance of the Second Amendment going away. But the way we have seen people change over the past Mm, decade. You don't even need to get anybody to change. I'll really? show you the first nudge that happened last week that nobody's talking about. If you're a progressive, how do you how do you short circuit the Second Amendment? How can you pull guns off the street? How can you stop gun sales? Well, you could do it a couple ways. You can go through the Second Amendment and through Congress, which is going to be a headache. Hmm. You could go after the manufacturers, which George Soros said, when I believe it could be a coordinated attack, we can uh, talk to uh, institutional investors and drop their stock. That is going to happen. Money doesn't talk, it screams. Money, 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 money. Stu, name the top four or five banks in America. Uh, All right. Uh, Number one, J.P. Morgan Chase. Number two, Bank of America. Number three, Wells Fargo. Number four, Citigroup. Number five, Goldman Sachs. Hmm. Hmm. If you really wanted to circumvent and crush the industry, all you'd have to do is to go to, let's say, Citigroup and say, hey, Citigroup, don't take any more transactions from... Gun stores. Let's start here. Uh, Gun stores that sell guns to people under 21. And if they sell high capacity magazines, if they if they sell uh, ARs, don't don't do business with them. If you could get Citigroup to do it and then you could get Bank of America, J.P. Morgan Chase or Wells Fargo. Nobody has anywhere to put their money. Nobody can use their credit cards to buy guns. Nobody can make a financial transaction. You've put the gun industry out of business. Last week, there was a story that I haven't seen reported anywhere. It was reported here last week, but you need to know about it. Citigroup did that last week. We are no longer going to offer any financial assistance 
There will be no transactions with our credit cards, investments, loans, banking services, no services to stores or people that are selling guns under 20 to people under 21, which is legal. Under 21, if you sell uh, high capacity magazines, you will no longer be able to have any financial services from Citigroup. So what happens? Citigroup loses those gun stores. They go over to Bank of America. They go over to Wells Fargo. They go to Chase Manhattan. What happens if one of those said, you know what, we're going to do the same thing. This is happening. This is happening. So far, it's only Citigroup that's doing it. May I recommend, if you have money with Citigroup and you believe in the Second Amendment, you call them and let them know, I don't appreciate your new gun restrictions. I'm moving my money. And when you open an account with Bank of America or J.P. Morgan Chase or Wells Fargo, you tell them, by the way, I'm opening up an account with you because I left Citigroup because of their stance on gun stores. You have to show the power that you have before the other three banks. Because look at this. It's Citigroup, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo, and then Goldman Sachs. I, I don't know about you, but I've, I've never seen the little kiosk for Goldman Sachs. I don't, it's not even, I don't even think of that as a bank. That's number five. All you have to do is take three of these out. You take four, well, you think Goldman Sachs is going to, yeah, I'm, we're, we only take, I'm sorry, we only take uh, Goldman Sachs credit cards. Yeah, you think the American Express card is hard to buy stuff <laughs> with. Try a Goldman Sachs credit card. That's $13.2 trillion in total wealth, but you take out those top five banks, you've taken out $10 trillion of that. Who's going to do business if the top two, three, four, five banks won't do uh, any kind of commercial services for gun stores, gun providers, how do you buy them? So now we were talking about what is happening with Citigroup, where last week they said that they were going to stop all financial services to any um, gun organization or gun store or anything that that uh, sold uh, guns to anyone under 21. They sold high capacity magazines. They would offer no financial services, so they won't, you know, they won't take credit cards. Uh, won't accept, uh, you know, um, credit. They won't take out. They won't allow them to take out loans with uh, Citigroup. Uh, do banking with Citigroup at all? So one of the big five is already out. And I, I contend there's really only four big banks. Um, you know, Goldman Sachs is not a bank. I know it is, but it's not. It's not what everybody thinks of as a bank. Now you can go to the smaller banks. But what are the repercussions for those smaller banks? Because all banks work together. And it's kind of like what the pot growers are going through right now. You know, there's some pot growers that, you know, they, they can't do any financial services with any bank because it's technically illegal federally. And so they can't go to a bank. And a lot of these, these you know, pot distributors living in states where it is legal to sell pot don't have any place to put all the money. Here's where the answer comes. What are they doing? They've created their own cryptocurrency. And they're asking people, if you want to buy pot, we'll give you a discount if you send the money into this cryptocurrency and then you use these tokens. 
because the pot growers don't have banking services. And it's starting to work. This is another reason why I can't imagine how the government is going to allow cryptocurrencies to work. Because the more the government decides to screw around with you, if they start to... Let me ask you this. Everything stays the same, except all of the banks say, we're not going to do business with Cabela's anymore. We're not going to do business with any firearm store anymore. And Cabela's is on the verge of bankruptcy because they can't take credit cards or anything else. What percentage of this country would transfer money into a Cabela's token or to a Bitcoin and go to Cabela's and just buy it on Bitcoin? I would. Would you? I would do it out of principle to protect them. Yeah. I mean, it's the type of thing that if, if they start taking away rights especially a right as important as that one i mean there's gonna be a lot of people who would do that and it's funny you know obviously the 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 pot thing is kind of going the other way right it's something we haven't had access to and all of a sudden is available in many states Mm -hmm. uh so you can kind of see that happening they'll probably embrace that before they embrace embrace guns um but you could see you know with citibank doing this it's a big deal i mean it is it's i don't think it's legal first of all um, you know, and it, because there are laws in at least some states that require you to sell um, to people who are legally able to buy. You can't um, discriminate no. No. on basis of age. No. And it's funny because a lot of these things were included by left wing. Uh, they were started by left wing groups who said, you know, who wanted to, they just, you know, they gave that list of like age, gender, you know, uh, Sexual orientation, they go through the big list of things you're not allowed to discriminate on. And the bottom line is, like, you have to sell to everybody if they are legally available to buy it. It doesn't mean you have to sell liquor to a 13-year-old, but you can't avoid selling liquor to... You couldn't just say, you know what, I think 25 is the right age for liquor purchases. So no, everyone between 21 and 24, I'm going to say no to. That's illegal in several states. So I don't know. I mean, it hasn't been challenged in court yet. These, you know, dicks is the same thing. You know, Dix is saying we're not going to sell guns to a 19-year-old. Well, 19-year-olds are legally available to buy guns. Just like you can't say I'm not going to sell them to a 70-year-old because I think old people shouldn't have them. You can't do that. That's age discrimination. And they're going to get sued over it. That's going to happen. Um, I don't think they should. You know, but the, and it's funny because it's sort of the libertarians yeah. in, in me says... Uh, you know what? It's their right, and they should be able to sell to whoever mm-hmm. they want. However, the law, the law is the law, uh, whether you like it or not. I don't like paying income tax, but I still have to pay it. Um, so these people will have to deal with the legal consequences of their newfound, uh, you know, uh, opposition uh, to selling firearms from a store that sells them all the time. Right. So they're I guess I, I, I kind of like the fact that you know I know exactly who Dix is. I know what they really actually believe, what they really want to do, what they will do, what they have done. Mm-hmm. And now I know. Yeah, let's go somewhere keep, else. Keep driving past dicks. I mean, oh, and yeah, but I only need, you know, uh, you know, basketball, whatever. I'm not going to buy it at dicks. I mean, I, I like that. I like that. I, I like that, too. However, the law is. I know. I know. Is. I know. And they're going to have they're going to have to deal with it. It's funny because all the progressives who will will now come on the side and say, of course, you're able to discriminate on the basis of age. It's what we want today. 
And that will be the basis of their entire argument. It's what we want today, therefore we should be able to do it. Well, this is why your laws, uh, you know, have consequences you don't necessarily consider. As a as a company, you know, look, if you've got a uh, a constitutionally guaranteed right, I don't know how you you know this. It's these restrictions aren't constitutional anyway, and they'll be they'll be opposed from a constitutional basis as well, and it will likely go to the Supreme Court anyway. But I don't think even from a state basis you're able to do it, at least in several states. Let me go to uh, Chase in Washington. Hello, Chase. You're on the Glenbeck program. Hi, good morning, Glenn. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Yeah, you kind of raised the point that I was going to bring up about the um, marijuana, the pot industry, that the banks don't do business with them. And uh, it's legal here in Washington, So, um, but it creates a, a lot of cash, which comes with its own mm-hmm. issues because you have armed security guards, um, the the product is being, is being traveled, it's armed. Um, but I would pull out. I would if banks stopped buying, stop doing that. It, I don't think it's going to stop Americans from buying guns. To be honest with you, I feel enough Americans have the attitude of me. Well, kind of like Pat a few years ago with the AR ban that was supposed to be coming. You know, he went out and he was like, "Well, I'm getting one," mm-hmm. and so did millions of others. And I think this would just. I think they, the banks start doing this. More and more, it's just going to push more and more Americans to buy guns. I feel gun owners get entrenched and uh, they they hunker down when it when they start messing around with the Second Amendment. Would you? How do you feel about Citigroup doing this now? Oh, I think they're absolute snakes in the grass. Um, the nobody looks at history anymore, Glenn. Anytime atrocities have been happened by government the first thing they do is they take away the citizens right to defend themselves oh you're a kook i know history's mystery that uh, we're past all of that stuff thanks thanks so much jason appreciate the phone call we go to dan in georgia hello dan you're on the glenbeck program hey glenn how you doing hey listen man real quick to the point I'm trying to figure this out. Now, the left says that you have to bake a cake for a gay couple because that's the right thing to do. And I guess constitutionally now, that's, you know, they said that that's what we got to do. But constitutionally, I can buy a gun at the age of 20, but they say that I can't buy a gun at the age of 20 because it doesn't feel good to them. Are they going to represent me or are they going to represent the baker or i'm just kind of i can't keep up with these people <laughs> no i know that I, is I, I, you know here's the thing have, have you ever really looked into postmodernism? <laughs> no okay no. Po- postmodernism. it just just google search it Postmodernism is what we're going through right now it is it is you know and i i was going to write a book on it and uh, simon and schuster said nobody wants to hear that and i said <laughs> yeah nobody wanted to hear about progressives either i'm telling you this is what's going on um so uh, postmodernism is this idea that is um, that is beyond uh, the modern thought. M- modernism is the enlightenment and facts and reason and enlightenment. What what postmodernism is? Life has no meaning. There is no objective truth. There is no objective reality. It is just what you want it to be. So it is a dismantling of facts and reason. That's what's being taught now. 
that you are what you think that your reality is now my reality too because you say it's a reality that the x and the y chromosome don't matter anymore even if science says because somebody else says i don't think that's right that's postmodernism and it makes no sense it causes chaos that's what was being taught. That's how we're living now. We've passed the modern world. It's why I've been saying the last few weeks, we've got to get back to the principles of the Enlightenment because that is, it's being replaced by postmodernism. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network.